Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome to today's program, folks. We are so glad that you could join us, and I know God's got a special message for you. Melinda's going to be sharing with us again today. I hope you're like me. I love to hear her teach. She has a teaching anointing, so zero in and don't answer the phone if it rings. (laughs) Just let everything lay until after this program is over. You'll be glad that you did. Melinda, thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you and Frank so much and uh, the ministry that God has given you to uh, help reach people and help people in this hour, especially uh, the day we live in. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm going to be sharing a message with you today entitled, Stand Your Ground and Shake It Off. And we certainly need to be standing ground and not giving up any in this day and hour and shaking off all the doubt and unbelief and evil reports. Amen. We need to be shaking it off. We need to shake off every type of demonic influence that comes against us. We need to take a stand. We cannot allow it to take us uh, and, and get inside our spirit and take root in our soul. We, can't, we, we don't need to allow that. We don't need to entertain the demonic forces that come against us, that try to torment us and speak to our mind, trying to convince us of the worst possible scenario that could happen in our situations. You know, no matter what's going on, he's always going to give you the worst picture. He, the right. devil will paint the absolute worst picture for you. But don't take his bait because he is a liar and the father of lies. Amen. Um, I want to give you the definition of a spiritual stronghold. It's a fortress of lies built in your soul. And it's uh, stone by stone, lie by lie. Uh, And it just keeps building and building and starts taking shape until it's almost you think it's impenetrable. You can't penetrate it. It satanically energizes, uh, energizes every argument designed to destroy us to block God's kingdom purposes for our life. Any inner belief or thought that limits or blocks us from being everything that has God has called us to be is a stronghold. Okay? Behind its walls, there are shame, lust, greed, malice, and a host of every other type of evil refuge. Our spiritual faculties consist of our mind, our will, and our emotions. So these strongholds can be pulled down by the power of the Holy Spirit and by renewing our minds daily. You must do it daily. Oh, well, that's too much, Miss Melinda. I don't have time. You, you can't afford not to. I'm telling you, you can't afford not to. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit, the bone and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's important. It's important. I'm going to read now out of Ephesians uh, chapter 6, beginning with verse 12. And it says, For we're not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of this unseen world, 
who's, who's those mighty satanic beings and the great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. And when it is all over, you're still going to be standing. Do you hear me? You will still be standing. But you have a part to play. We have a part to play, Bobby and Frank. We can't just sit back, cross our legs, drink a glass of tea and just say, oh, well, whatever. No, no. No, okay, no. no we're, in a, we're in a war, people. We are in a spiritual war right now. And especially for our for our country, uh, so we need to stand our ground. Uh, also, uh, you know, with the word in another uh, version says withstand instead of stand withstand. And the Hebrew word, listen to this: the Hebrew word for withstand is asitime. And anti means against, and histamine means to cause to stand. Now, this is a verb, and listen to what this verb suggests. Listen to these words. The verb suggests vigorously, vigorously opposing, bravely resisting, standing face to face against your adversary, standing your ground. Now, that that's something, isn't it? That doesn't mean just throw out a, a, a short little prayer, amen. Uh-uh, no. No, that's not what it means. We cannot take it easy and live a life of ease and just let the devil and all his adversaries run over us. They're trying to destroy us and undermine our testimony for Jesus. They're trying to steal it. Listen to this. We got to resist him and actively withstand all his assaults. And let me just say, I heard directly from the Holy Spirit on this message. And not only that, he spoke to me before I got here. And here's exactly what he said. We are not called to be road kill for the enemy. <laughs> oh, when I heard that, I said, glory to God. We're not to just let the devil run over us. You think, oh, well, we got to walk in love. And, and yeah, we do. But, but when it comes to the devil and his clan, we got to stand up. We're not the roadkill. Amen. He's not called us to be the roadkill. Amen. Mm. Isaiah 53 1 said, who has believed the report of the Lord? We can't become bogged down with negative reports from ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and all these networks. We can't be bogged down. We can't nurse it. We can't rehearse it. We can't disperse it. But we do need to stand up with the Word of God and reverse it. Why? How? Because we're the body of Christ. We've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and he paid the authority and gave that authority to the church and we need to rise up and use our authority in this, in this hour. Amen? Ooh, we need to good. use our authority. If you sow to the wind, you know what you're going to reap? A whirlwind. And you know what will happen? That whirlwind's going to boomerang and come back and hit you. We don't need to be sowing to the wind. We need to be sowing uh, into good, solid ground, the Word of God, that is not going to return void. It says when we use His Word and we send it forth, it will not come back void. That means it's not going to be come back inoperative. It's going to operate. It's going to do what we sent it to do. Yeah. Amen. But we got to be sending it out. we got to be speaking it out in Jesus' name. Now, I want to share uh, in Mark chapter 5, verse 36, when I was in my studies this week, uh, just reading and meditating upon the Word of God, I saw something in the New Living Bible that just, oh, I said, oh my God, this is so good. And in Mark chapter 5, verse 36, I want to turn over there real quick. 
Mark 5. Let's see, chapter 36 over here. Okay. This is when Jesus was on the way to, he got a report that Jairus' daughter was sick. Mm -hmm. And as he's going, of course, the woman with the issue of blood comes. And so he ministers to her and she gets healed. Well, as he's going on, here come some people. And uh, they're telling the Lord, uh, uh, says, while he was still talking in verse 35 to her, a message, he's talking to the woman with the issue of blood. A messenger arrived from Jairus' home and he says with the news to Jesus, that his daughter's dead. Jairus' daughter's dead. It's too late. There's no point in you coming now, Jesus. What would you do? That Would you consider that an evil report? Would you consider it a bad report? Okay, well listen to what Jesus did. Get ready. Get ready. He stood his ground and he shook off that doubt and unbelief. Because listen to what he said. But Jesus ignored their comments. But Jesus ignored their comments and said to Jairus, Again, don't be afraid. Just trust me. Don't be afraid today. Just trust Jesus. So that was, I'm just pointing this out. This was Jesus' reaction to a bad report and, you know, not believing, you know, believing a bad report versus a good report. This is how he reacted. He ignored them. So I encourage you, you need to ignore these bad reports. You need to ignore and focus on God's report and what God's report says about your situation and even what's going on today. Amen? What is going on today. So, then in Mark 3, verses 1 through 5, Jesus, shake it off, Jesus shook off the fact that his enemies were watching him very closely because they were planning on arresting him because there was a man there with a withered hand. Mm -hmm. They were already planning to arrest him. And Jesus knew that. And it says that that uh, he shook that off and he didn't stop. He just kept moving forward. He just kept moving forward with what he knew God told him to do. You need to keep moving forward with what God's told you to do and what he shows you to do. And don't back up and be running in fear and saying, oh no, what am I going to do? No, you need to stay focused and stand your ground just as Jesus did. So anyway, what did he do? He said, stretch forth your hand. And he healed the man. It said instantly his hand was made whole. <laughs> But he didn't let the fact of their doubt and unbelief and what they were saying stop him. Jesus shook it off. He shook it off. Yeah. Then, in Mark chapter 2, there's four men. Of course, you know this story. Many of you do. Some of you might. Go there and read it. There's a paralyzed man. Okay. They're going to bring him because they had heard about Jesus and they're going to bring their friend to Jesus to be healed. And they get there and there's no way in. They can't find any way in. So guess what? Did that let them stop them? No. They kept moving forward toward Jesus. They decide they're going to climb up to the top of the roof and break the, the uh, roof. It was probably just made of some kind of uh, uh, easy material that they could break through, hay or whatever it was, break through and let their friend in. And that's exactly what they did. They burst through that roof. And it says they lowered his friend down right in front of Jesus. I mean right in front of the master. They, they lowered this man. 
the Jewish religious leaders started saying to themselves. They were saying this to themselves. Jesus could not hear with his ears what they were saying, but Jesus could hear with his spirit. Yeah, it says right. to themselves, they were begin, begin to say, oh, he's committing blasphemy. This is blasphemy. Does he think he's God? Only God can forgive sins. They're saying all this inside. But listen to what it said. Jesus could read their minds. Hey, Jesus, the Holy Spirit will show you, even give you words that people are saying <laughs> behind your back. He'll even tell you what the enemy's saying. Oh, that's scriptural. Oh, yes, it is. So Jesus could read their minds. But what did he do? He shook off that doubt and unbelief. He stood his ground and he shook it off. And then he said, I'll prove to you that I have the authority here on earth. I'm going to prove it to you. And what did he do? He said, I'm going to prove to you not only can I heal this man, but I can forgive sins on this earth. And so he healed the man. He healed the sick man. Mm -hmm. As proof that he was God in, in the flesh, as Jesus, the flesh. God's son that Amen. came to the earth. Amen. He proved it to him. So God is incredible and he wants us to stand our ground. He doesn't want us to, uh, you know, give in to the enemy and all his assaults. And everything that he's trying to do, as I mentioned, I've mentioned before to you that the, the battle is in our mind and we have to take authority over all these thoughts and vain imaginations that he brings against us. So then I want to bring up in Acts uh, verse 25, chapter five, Paul was shipwrecked. The apostle Paul was shipwrecked on the island of, I believe it was Malta. And uh, so, you know, he got there and they, of course, they had been swimming because the boat fell to pieces. They didn't heed his warning, but nobody lost their life just as God showed Paul. But anyway, they swam to shore and they got there. And of course, they were cold and uh, needed to be warm. So they began gathering sticks and uh, 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 bringing these sticks together and they uh, lit a fire. And it said, Paul went over and as he went over to add sticks to the fire, a viper came out. As the fire got hotter, the viper came out. Take note, when the fire gets heated up, the, the vipers come out, even in a stronger way to try to come against the body of Christ. But we have authority. Amen? And we need to use it. So Paul shook that snake. What did he do? He didn't say, oh my God, you know, after everything he's been through, I, I'm not going to make it. Oh my God, a poisonous shake is, snake has bit me. What am I going to do? No, he shook it off. How could he just shake it off and not be concerned? Because he knew God he knew his word. He knew what God had already told him to do. You're going on and you're going to be speaking this message before uh, people. Right. The, yeah. you're, going, you're headed to Jerusalem to proclaim my word there. Yeah. Okay. So he knew he wasn't going to die. He already had the word of the Lord. Listen, God, you're not going nowhere till God's done with you. Right? Amen. Until God's finished with his plan for your life, uh, don't let the enemy convince you that you're going out early. You need to stand your ground. Amen. And then in Matthew 4, in Matthew 4, Jesus is led into the wilderness. It says, by the Holy Spirit, to be tempted by the devil. Okay, so he goes out there to the wilderness. And each time Satan came to Jesus with a temptation. You know, he even promised him, I'll give you the world and everything you see if you'll just bow down and worship me. You know, but everything, every temptation, I think there was at least four 
three or four times that that uh, he came. Uh, the devil came to him and presented something as a temptation to Jesus. And every time he would speak the word, every temptation, he stood his ground. And how did he stand his ground? By quoting the word of the living God, his father God, to the devil. How can we stand? How can we shake it off? By staying in the word of God and using the word that is so powerful to defeat him and shake off what he's trying to do. Shake it off in the name of Jesus. In Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5, 10-5, it says that we demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We must stay in the word of God and keep our minds renewed with the word of God every day. This is not something you just do occasionally. This is the, your spiritual food. How can you survive without the spiritual food on a daily basis? God said he's given us daily bread, daily bread. You should be eating of your daily bread daily, every day, taking that word in. You know, it's a message I've just recorded recently, songs of deliverance and singing those songs, building yourself up, praying in the spirit on your most holy faith, mm -hmm. doing everything you can, using every weapon you can to fight the devil. And let me just say this. One of your weapons, it says, is the shield of faith. Right. Let me just say this. You're not going to have much of a shield if you're not spending time in the word because you know how your shield is built? Your spiritual shield is built and placed upon as a breastplate. As you spend time in the Word, it's building that shield for you. You know, soldiers back way back in Jesus' time, back when all these wars would go, they had uh, shields, an armor mm -hmm. that they would put on to, to help protect them in battle. And I don't know what it was made of, but I'm sure it was made of something heavy. It says uh, even Goliath's uh, 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 shield and everything weighed a, a lot. It weighed a lot. And so those those darts that were come, those arrows that would come, because they didn't have bullets back then, it would just bounce off of that of that shield. And that's what God will do in the spirit with your shield of faith. If you put it on, if you're consuming the word of God and building your shield. Without the Word of God, how can you have a shield? Tell me, how can you have it's a shield? It's called the shield of faith. It's called the shield of faith. faith. Yeah. And so you must build your shield with the Word of the living God. Don't run around with a fourth of a shield. Don't run around with a quarter of a shield. Build your shield to cover your whole entire you know, right. front, yeah. your body. And then when all those fiery darts start coming... Hitting you here, hitting you there, doing this and that, it's just they're just bouncing off. They're not able to penetrate when you have that word of God and that shield of faith on. It will quench. It says the word says, it will quench not one, not two, but every 
fiery dart of the enemy. That means all of them. Does that not mean all? All means all. All of them. All means all. <laughs> Every single one of them. Nothing lacking. Nothing lacking. Now, I want to share uh, something with you. Uh, it, it, and again, it's this little personal testimony. I stood for over, I'm almost going four years, believing God in the name of Jesus that uh, I, I would be able to sell my mother's house. We needed to sell it because she had passed away in February of 2020. But we had it on the market before then. And different things happened here and there, but it just never sold. But listen, I never gave up. I kept calling forth a buyer. I kept proclaiming it was going to sell. And so this year, this year, of course, it's a different market that we're in. People are buying and grabbing uh, properties like unbelievable. They're paying exorbitant prices way over what the properties are even worth right now. It is amazing what is happening in the real estate world. So anyway, we got a contract. And uh, so we went along and everything seemed to be okay. But meanwhile, I had one contract and people kept calling on the house. So I always write down everyone who's calling. Well, this one couple called and they said, we want to know about this home that you have for sale. And I said, well, it's already under contract. Well, we we saw the house and we believe that God led us there. And God, uh, we go where he leads. And that is our house. So we want you to put our number down and our names. And we want to be called when this falls through because we believe it's God's house. I thought, my gosh. Mm. <laughs> so I took down the number. Let me tell you, one day, one day before the first contract could back out and get their deposit back, I got a call from the realtor and she said, I'm so sorry, but these people are backing out. They have a medical emergency and they're going to have to back out. So they canceled it that day. Hmm. I immediately called these other people. Yeah. I said, well, <laughs> They just called and backed out of the contract. Well, of course they did, because this is our house. God showed us it was our house, and on and on. And you know what God showed me? Number one, I could hear. You can hear faith talk. You can hear it. I could hear their faith talk. And guess what? They stood their ground. Because I even said to them, well, now look. If this doesn't work out, I can show you some other places. No, no thank you, he said. No thank you. This is our house. He wouldn't even say, okay, okay, well, if that happens, we'll just line up some more places. He didn't compromise. He didn't compromise. He stood his ground. He shook off this report that, oh, it's already under contract. And I said, and I even said, it doesn't look like it's going to fall through. But glory to God, it, it did. And the next thing, we go on and we have a little bump in the road. I get a call from the title company saying, well, there's there's a bump here in the road and we're going to have to get it taken care of. So there was a problem with the title. Hmm. And I'm not going to go all into what the problem was. But we had to get an attorney involved and the attorney had to basically... Uh, go back and do some research on my stepfather who was married to my mother and get some information which God led me to get all the information like that quick hmm. and they just told me we have no idea how long this might delay the closing wow. and meanwhile the people who wanted to buy it said can we come down there and just rent and move in well that's not really a wise thing to do when you're in real estate you should just <laughs> it's just not wise so they were a little kind of 
put back because they really wanted me to let them do it. And so things were just kind of heating up. And you know what I mean? All of a sudden things look like it's shaking and it might fall apart. Oh, this isn't going to happen. You know how the devil comes in. Oh, this is not going to work. And oh, and he just went on and on. And I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, this contract was written saying that we're going to close on before July 30th. I believe in you, God, that you're going to still do it, that we're going to close by July the 30th and everything is going to work out. Everything's going to work out. And that this judge is going to sign off on this these papers that they've sent. It was a type of probation. And let me just tell you, I got every, the attorney got everything done on a Wednesday, on a Wednesday. She called me two days later on a Friday and I left a message and I called her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, hi, how's, uh, I'm returning your call. She said, well, I've got some news. And I said, what is it? She said, the judge, two days, the judge has already signed off on this these papers. I said, uh, this is just what I said. I said, what? <laughs> what? I said, can you believe this? I said it to her. Can you believe this on the phone? She goes, no, not really. And I said, well, I can because I prayed. I prayed and I asked God to let this happen, that we would close before the 30th. <laughs> Guess what day we closed? July the 29th. Wow. As we're sitting at the closing table, as we're sitting at the closing table, oh boy. the woman who was the closer, looks at the buyer and says, I just want to tell you, I've been in this business for many, many years. And she said, never, ever have I seen any judge sign anything to do with probate in two days. She said, God was in this. God, this is the closer. God was in this. And I said, yes, he was. And then the buyer says, oh, yes, he was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith works when you don't, when you shake off that doubt and belief and you know you've heard from God, don't let it go. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Stand your ground. And you know, I want to say one other thing too. There are those of you listening to my voice today that Maybe some injustices have been done in your life. Whatever the situation, it, it might involve, uh, any, it could be anything. It could be sickness, disease, uh, people ripping you off, uh, stealing money. It could be a number of things. But I'm just going to tell you, God will not forget the injustice. You you have to bring it before the Lord and stand your ground and take back. the devil. You know, when King David had everything stolen from him, he went after the enemy. Mm-hmm. He pursued the enemy and it said he recovered all. He came back. When Job was struck with all this terrible, terrible uh, uh, stealing of his of, of, of everything that he had was taken from him. His children died. All his possessions he lost. He had nothing left. God says Job, he go, gave Job double Double for his trouble. Double. And so, you know, there was a great injustice done to us during the Hurricane Michael. And we had a contractor. Basically, what he did is he just went, he left us hanging and didn't finish the job. And my husband had fronted him uh, some money and basically stole $25,000 from us. And so, what did my husband do? My husband followed Proverbs 29 24. Whoever is a partner with a thief, listen to me, whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life and he swears to tell the truth but reveals nothing. You cannot let thieves, when you know they're a thief, stand by and get away with it. Hmm. So, he filed paperwork with the state and the man's 
a business license was revoked. So we're praying to God that he never does this to anybody else. But oh, I'm going to go a lot further than that. I'm not going to let go the fact that he, he was not paid that money. In the name of Jesus, see, I'm standing and believing God somehow is going to make that up. He's going to bring that money back into our hands. Amen. So I'm just telling you today, don't give up. Stand your ground. Stand your ground and shake off what the devil tries to do. It's, I'm sick and tired of the devil stealing from the body of Christ. And we need yes. to stand up and proclaim yes. boldly. You're going to give back what you've taken. Our family, whatever it is, it's coming back in Jesus' name. And the prophets have been saying lately, some of them have been saying lately, that uh, with this, what's coming with the Lord and, and the movement that's happening, that uh, the uh, wealth of the wicked is laid up from yes. the just. Yes, amen. going to be... Amen. Reclamation. Amen. Glory Restoration. to God. Glory Melinda, that God. was a wonderful yes. word. Praise God. That was a wonderful word. It's just what we needed yes. to hear. Yes. You know, and I was reminded as she was teaching that sometimes we fight the devil, but we, we, you can't just fight him one time. Huh? You got to, <laughs> like you said, stand your ground. Yes. You got yes. to continue to fight him until you see the victory. Exactly. You got to keep saying, no, devil. Yeah. <laughs> no, Amen. you're not going to do this. Amen. Well, our time is up, folks, but we'll see you next week. This is Bobby. And Frank. And Melinda. We love you, and so does God. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.